Hey everybody, I'm recording this after I finished editing this episode. I wanted to let you know that I noticed while editing that about seven minutes into the recording, my microphone, I don't know what it did, but it just broke down or something. And the audio starts getting a little jumpy, a little bit weird. You'll hear it. Uh, it's still listenable, if that's a word. You can still, it's still definitely audible. You can still tell what I'm saying. It's not that distracting, I think. Um, at least I hope it's not. It's just a weird little glitch. It almost sounds like a little glitch sound or something. You'll hear it from about seven minutes on to like maybe like 15 minutes on to 14 minutes on. Then it just stops. I have no idea what it is, but I'm sorry about that inconvenience. Uh, let me know if it's too distracting, but I think it's fine. I don't think it's a huge deal, but thank you for understanding. Uh, and here's the episode. Hey, everyone. This is my review of Hawkeye episode five, the penultimate episode. This was a fantastic episode, definitely my favorite so far, and it really effectively pushes the overall plot forward, but it really provides a lot of character moments, and it really does a great job of balancing all these different characters and all these different storylines going on, and that's the first thing I want to talk about with this episode is how well this show is balancing all these different characters, because you've got Clint, you've got Kate, you've got Maya, you've got Elena, and then even Eleanor Bishop and Jack Duquesne. This show has a lot going on and a lot of characters to serve and a lot of plot lines to serve. And this episode really furthered each one of those plots, furthered each one of these characters' stories in really meaningful ways. Every single one of them had some sort of standout scene, some sort of important scene for their character. This show is doing a fantastic job of having really well-developed and really likable characters with understandable motivations and then serving them all in a way that makes you satisfied with all their stories instead of like pushing one to the side or moving one to the side so you can focus on the other. Um, even Loki did this a little bit with Mobius. Once Sylvie came in, Mobius was pushed to the side a little bit. Renslayer was pushed to the side a little bit with WandaVision. In the finale, both Monica Rambo and Darcy were totally sidelined. And Falcon and Winter Soldier, Sharon Carter got one episode and then was sidelined for the rest of the series. Um, so of all the shows, I really do think Hawkeye is handling characters the best. WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki really dove into a few characters and really developed those characters, but left a lot to be desired with all the supporting characters who were sidelined. Um, but I think this show is just handling that so well, and I'm just continually impressed with that balance they're able to find. Um, and that is just a positive about this episode, especially, and then this show as a whole. Going into each character, going into the performances as well, I kind of want to go through scene by scene because one thing I found that I love about this show is that there are no unnecessary scenes. Every single scene with every single character has some sort of important moment, something important, something major for their character, for their arc. Starting with Clint Barton, he's exhausted, he's tired, he's done, he has nowhere to go, he's alone. So he has to turn to Grills for help and he has to turn to Grills for a place to go. And Grills offers him his couch. Um, he also has the new costumes for Kate and Clint that we'll inevitably see in the finale. Uh, side note on Grills, I haven't talked about him much, I think, in all my Hawkeye reviews. I think he's a really, like, good, sweet, likable, wholesome side character who really brings that theme of helping community um, that was such a big part of the Hawkeye run of comics. Um, so I think that's pretty cool to see. But then, of course, Hawkeye goes to him. Uh, Grills offers him his couch, which is just kind of a sweet move. Um, and then later in the episode, we see this scene um, where we see Hawkeye and we see Clint go to this Avengers memorial and he gives this speech to Natasha. That scene 
was so emotional and so beautifully written. Jeremy Renner, again, just really impressing me throughout the series. He really brings it in that scene, really portraying the grief over losing Natasha. He's obviously on the verge of tears. And then the guilt that he wasn't the one to die. I love how he talks about replaying her death in his head multiple times, hoping for a different outcome. I love how he says he misses her. I love how he apologizes for what he's about to do. Natasha effectively killed the Ronin and brought Clint out of that life, giving him a second chance. And he feels that he has no choice but to return to it. And in a way, it's almost it's almost an insult to Natasha. She gave him a second chance. And to him, it almost feels like he's ruining it, even though he's not. But it feels like that since he is, in a way, returning to his past, to his dark past, to what he did. Um, so I thought that was just a fantastic scene with fantastic acting and fantastic character building. And then the next big Clint scene is when we see him on the phone with Laura. You can tell that he's becoming increasingly worried that Kingpin will become involved. This scene was really important for raising the stakes of the episode for Clint and his family. I really like that. I also love how you can see visibly that Clint doesn't want to do what he's about to do, but he feels that he has to. He feels that it's the only way. I love how Laura tells him that he doesn't need permission from her. I really like their relationship. I love how she just supports him. She understands what he's going to do. She understands what he has done and she supports him. It's just kind of really cool to see in a superhero show like this. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, so I like how she tells him that he doesn't need permission from her, but forgiveness. He needs to know that she's okay with what he's doing because putting back on that Ronin suit is like returning to a really dark period of his life. I really love that scene. So that was fantastic. And then we have the actual fight scene between Maya and Clint, which we'll talk about later. But right now we'll skip to when Clint has effectively beaten Maya and he takes off his mask. I love this so much. I loved how he starts with a threat um, so that Maya knows that Clint, whose family she has been tracking, is Ronan, the man who beat her in a fight. I also love how he recognizes himself in Maya. He sees a person consumed with rage, consumed with feelings of revenge. And he tries to show her that. He tries to convince her that he went through the same thing. She is the same as Ronan. She is someone consumed by rage. They are both weapons that were consumed by rage, being manipulated. And because they're consumed by rage, they're able to be manipulated by higher people. And um, I like how he tries to relate to her to get her off of this dark path. Um, I just, I thought that was fantastic. I like how Maya is so deep in that rage that she can't believe him. Or maybe she does start to believe him a little bit subconsciously, but she's not ready to accept it. Um, then Clint tells her that when he killed Maya's father, he was tipped off by an informant working for Kingpin. I thought that was a fantastic reveal. Um, you can see on Maya's face that she doesn't want to believe it, but kind of does. Then she escapes. I thought this was an amazing scene full of character worth for both Clint and Maya. I was a little worried because Maya was introduced as an awesome character in episode three, but then sidelined a little bit in episode four. And I was worried that maybe they were going to kind of drop the ball and she wasn't going to get as much character work in the rest of the series. But I'm glad to be wrong about that because I loved what they did with her in this episode. And then I love how we see Clint and Kate then going back in the car. Kate tells him about Yelena. I like how Clint immediately recognizes Yelena. He knows her name. He knows who she is. Natasha told him about her. I love Jeremy Renner's really simple delivery of okay. After he's told about Yelena, he just says okay. You can hear in his voice how tired he is of all this, how sick he is of all this, how he just wants to be done with it. And there's just more and more introduced, more and more uh, stuff he has to deal with. And then, of course, there's this final scene in Grill's apartment where Clint reveals that it's been Kingpin he's worried about this entire time. We see Kingpin 
the line delivery there was, again, was fantastic, really memorable line. Um, you can tell how worried he is that this goes a lot deeper than he expected, that Kingpin is involved with all this, um, how far this situation is. He's, you can tell he's scared by how far this situation has gone, um, how deep this all runs. So I thought that was fantastic. And I thought this was a great episode for Clint, even though he wasn't even in this episode that much. We had so many other characters that he kind of was sidelined, but it didn't feel like it because he was given so many great character moments. So he was fantastic. Moving on to Maya. I already mentioned most of what I want to say about Maya. I loved her conversation with Clint. I love seeing how blinded by rage she is. Props to Alaco Cox for really showing that blind rage and that thirst for revenge. You can see it on her face. I think she's acting that really well. I also really love the scene where she goes back to Kazi after it's revealed that, uh, that there was an informant and she starts to suspect him. I like that plot detail. I like that idea. I do kind of hope Kazi is the informant just to see how Maya reacts to that, what she does, um, how that relationship breaks. Um, I like how she interrogates him. I can't wait to see more of that relationship and I can't wait to see where Maya's story goes in the finale. Um, I find her to be a really compelling character and I can't wait for her solo series too. I think they're just doing everything right with this character so far. Moving on from Clint and Maya to Yelena. Yelena was the standout of this episode for me. Uh, from the first second she appeared on screen, I love how her journey in this episode begins with the opening scene, which picks up right where Black Widow left off. I love how this is a direct continuation of her mission from the end of that movie. I love seeing her fight the older Widow. The fight was fine. It wasn't really very memorable, but it was it was satisfactory. It was well done. Um, I like how the older Widow didn't have the mind control, just like Natasha didn't, just like Melina didn't. Of course, we then go see Yelena go to the bathroom, and we see her get snapped and blipped right back. That was amazing. Uh, seeing the perspective of someone who is snapped and blipped, seeing their perspective of it happening instantaneously was really cool to see because we've always seen somebody either get snapped or we've seen them get blipped back. We've never seen it back to back, what it felt like for them from their perspective. And I thought that was really awesome and uh, a really, really great opening scene. I thought Florence Pugh totally nailed it. I, she totally nailed the confusion coming back out and five years has passed. My favorite moment in that opening scene is when Yelena says that she needs to find Natasha to tell her that she's okay. You hear the desperation in her voice. Uh, Florence Pugh is just such a good actress and she really, really gets this character. She really is this character and uh, is so good. She's so good. And then it seems to me, my interpretation of it, she says, okay, I need to find Natasha. I need to tell her I'm okay. Then she kind of, she's looking away from the older widow. Then she looks at the older widow and you see kind of a moment of shock come on her face or maybe realization. And then it cuts to the Marvel Studios logo. Maybe that's nothing, but I kind of assumed that maybe the older widow made a face like, oh, I'm sorry, a sympathetic face because she knows Natasha has died. And then Yelena picks up on that. And this is the moment where she realizes that Natasha has died. Um, that whole opening scene was fantastic. I really hope we get to see Florence Pugh react to that. I hope that is the moment where Natasha where she realizes Natasha has died because I really want to see Florence Pugh act that moment uh, because I know she can do a fantastic job with it. And I know that can be a real emotional, heavy, heavy scene. And I think that could be really awesome. I like them cutting it off, but I also want to see the full scene. So I hope we get to see it, even though I don't think we ever will get to. Um, so Florence Pugh, really, really great in this opening scene. She's one of my favorite actresses working today. Um, I think she's just fantastic. The next time we see Elena in the episode is her whole conversation with Kate. 
this scene was electric. Uh, Florence Pugh, again, is so good because she sells the serious Black Widow warrior part of Elena, which is something we've seen before. But then also the goofy side, the quirky side. Elena is just kind of a weirdo at heart. And we really explored that a little bit in Black Widow. And it's explored a lot more in this episode. And to great effect, it's really well done. Every single line delivery by Florence Pugh is fantastic. She's really good on screen. She's one of those people who always just chews up scenery and you just want to watch her. She's both hilarious and threatening. When she corrects Kate and says, Natasha saved the world, you can see she's a really amazing dramatic actress. You believe all her threats to Kate. You believe that she is this killer, that she knows what she's doing, even though she's being goofy and making all these jokes and stuff. Um, it's, it's something not a lot of actresses would be able to sell. And Florence Pugh just nailed it. And that whole scene also had the vibe and I bet a ton of it was improvised and uh, that just makes it even more special. It was really, really well done. My favorite part of that scene was also when it switched from more comedic to dramatic when when Yelena starts kind of interrogating uh, Kate and Kate says Clint saved the world and Yelena says no, Natasha saved the world and then um, and then you see the sadness on Yelena's face when she says that Natasha was dead because of Clint and then she asks Kate is Natasha collateral damage. And that scene was funny, sad, and dark because Yelena does threaten Kate a few times. It's really everything I wanted from Yelena in this show and more. Uh, Florence Pugh just nails that balance between humor, like weirdness, goofiness, and also threatening warrior. Uh, I, I, I loved it. I really, really loved it. I think Florence Pugh just eats every second on the screen. She is a rising star to a magnitude that we haven't seen in a long time. Um, one thing I loved about that scene as well is Yelena talking about how the word Avenger means nothing. I think Kate says he was an Avenger and Yelena goes, what does that mean? What does that word mean that you put so much importance on it? I love how she's so disillusioned with superheroes, just like in Black Widow. I, I really love that about that character because one of my favorite lines in Black Widow by Yelena was, I'm not the killer that little girls call their hero. It's really impactful to see that that Yelena is kind of more cynical. She's disillusioned. She doesn't believe in all this superhero stuff. And I just think that's really interesting. And it's a really interesting juxtaposition to then put her against Kate, who is the exact opposite, who believes in this superhero stuff, who wants to be a superhero, and who is inherently optimistic and inspired and all that stuff. And, uh, and then, of course, we see Florence Pugh. We see Yelena one final time at the end, tracking Eleanor and then texting Kate, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I cannot wait to see her in the finale, and I can't wait to see what role she plays in the finale and where her story goes after Hawkeye, because I really don't know. I want a Yelena Belova movie. I want a Black Widow 2 with Yelena Belova or a Disney Plus series or something, because she is just a fantastic character and really was great in this episode. Moving on from Yelena to Kate, uh, the first thing we see of Kate is with Eleanor. She comes home from the rooftop fight uh, kind of heartbroken. She's at her lowest point. And for the first time, she believes that she can't be a superhero. This, will, again, was one of Haley Steinfeld's best acting moments in the show so far. She really sold the heartbreak that Kate feels and just was really, really great. Um, she was fantastic. And then I love that scene, too, because Vera Farmiga as Eleanor was fantastic, too. She seemed genuine to me. That's what I loved, too, was she seemed genuinely broken that she sees her daughter broken, like she seems really upset to see her daughter crying so much. She seems like she genuinely cares her daughter. She says, the only thing I care about is you. 
and you believe it. I genuinely believed it. Maybe she is evil. Maybe she is uh, doing these horrible things, but I do believe that she genuinely loves her daughter. And uh, I thought that was fantastic. And I think Vera Farmiga is nailing that as well. Then later on, we see Kate with Yelena. I talked about that. That conversation was awesome. I like to see uh, Kate's faith in Clint. I love how they're kind of opposites. I love how Kate was almost the straight man in that scene. She's been more jokey throughout the series, more of the comedic relief, more of the goofy character. And it was interesting to see her play it more serious while Florence Pugh got to do uh, more of the goofy stuff in that scene, which was kind of interesting. And then we see Kate go back to the penthouse. She sees Jack arrested. I'm now fully on the train that Jack is completely clueless and that Eleanor framed him and had him arrested on purpose. He said he's never worked a day in his life. He's obviously just a well-meaning, wholesome goofball uh, who is just very naive and, and really, really privileged. I think he thinks he, he, that he'll just get out of prison easily. Like, I think he's just a sweet dude. And I think Tony Dalton has portrayed that perfectly, kind of starting with seeming very suspicious. But then as the show goes on, he just becomes more and more almost lovable in a way. I don't know. It's just really well done. And then we get the moment where Kate looks around her room. She sees the bow. She sees the pictures of Clint. She decides to get back up, to stay determined, to be the hero, to keep going. That was a great scene there. Then Kate leaves a million voicemails for Clint, which was funny. We see uh, Kate saving Clint from Maya, them driving to Grills's apartment. Uh, Kate gets that text from Yelena. I loved all that. I can't wait to see where that goes in the finale. And I thought Kate, again, another character really well served in this episode. I want to briefly talk about the tracksuit mafia. I just want to mention that one scene where they're in the truck. I loved it because their banter was just hilarious. And then the little jump scare as the arrow hits their window. And then the little, the uh, sound, the arrow opens up and there's a little message inside. The comedic timing of that and the tracksuits as a whole are just hilarious. And that scene was just some really well executed Marvel comic relief. And then of course, the last character I've yet to talk about um, is the one revealed at the very end is Kingpin. I mean, there's nothing I can say which hasn't been said before. It's awesome. I can't wait to see him in the finale. I can't wait to see uh, his role. I can't wait to see how he's involved. I'm curious to see, did he, how is Eleanor working with him? What's the extent of that relationship? And also, if Eleanor hired Yelena, did Eleanor hire Yelena through Val from the Black Widow post-credit scene? Where does Val fit in? What is Val's role? Um, because I just assumed she was kind of on her own with some connections, but maybe she is under Kingpin as well. I'm just really curious to see where does Val fit in with all this? So that's something interesting. Uh, moving on from the characters to the action. Uh, the main thing we got was Ronan versus Maya. I don't think the choreography was amazing, but I think what the show is doing really well is that it always has a few memorable moves a few interesting things that I've never seen before in action that make the fight scenes memorable and uh, make the choreography a little bit interesting and then make them stand out a little bit. Like I like the part where you get, you get Maya doing all these really cool kicks, doing a few cool flips. Ronan does this really cool sword flip twist thing. Um, so there's all these little memorable things that I've never seen before that make the action memorable, even if the choreography is not on the same level as Marvel movies choreography are. Um, so that's that uh, I love that I really like that action scene I love the kind of Batman quality in the beginning where you didn't see Ronan and he was beating everyone up 
Um, I, I really like that fight scene and I really like Maya's fighting style, the way it's been established as really acrobatic, a lot of crazy kicks and flips. I really like to see that. Um, again, the writing of this episode really stood out. I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, we've talked a lot about the characters. That's, I think, the strength of the show and something the show is nailing so far. The last thing I want to talk about, which I haven't talked about for this series so far, is the music. Starting with just the new music created for the show, the Hawkeye theme, it's really subtle. Like, you don't notice it at first. It's not very in-your-face. But as the show goes on, I'm starting to notice it being played at certain moments. I don't know if it's called the Hawkeye theme, but it's whatever motif they're using over and over, and I'm starting to really like it. Plus, the use of the Vormir theme multiple times throughout the last two episodes has been really well executed. And then the use of the Yelena theme, the use of the Black Widow theme, um, the use of even the Black Widow sound bites in the beginning, all that was really well done. And another way of really linking these two projects, linking Black Widow and Hawkeye, um, which I really like. So uh, that's all I have for this episode. I don't really have any criticisms. I really love this episode, especially for all the characters. I'm at the point where I really love this show now. It's one of my favorite Marvel shows. I really hope this series can stick the landing. And this is something I'm kind of worried about because WandaVision stuck the landing for the most part, but there were some things left to be desired. And I do think the finale is the weakest episode of that series. Falcon and Winter Soldier, the finale, I, I liked it, but it dropped the ball on a lot of things. Loki finale was good, um, but it was a big cliffhanger. And I have nothing against that, but I kind of hope this series has a happy ending or like a satisfying ending. Um, I don't really, I hope it can wrap up a lot of these storylines in a satisfactory way, um, but we'll see. And then what if stuck the landing, but that's animated and that's a whole different thing. Um, so I just really hope this show can stick the landing with all these storylines, with all these plot lines, with all these characters to serve. Um, but so far I'm loving it. I can't wait for the finale. I'll definitely be reviewing it soon. If you're wondering where my No Way Home review is, where my Matrix review is, West Side Story, all these movies, don't worry. Um, I'm still on my little mini break. Next week, I'll be off my mini break and I'll be giving you all sorts of reviews. Uh, my No Way Home review. I love the movie. I'm no different than everybody else. It was so good. And you're going to hear a lot about that in my review. Um, so please let me know. What did you think of Hawkeye episode five? Did you love it as much as I did? Did you dislike it? What did you think? Uh, leave a comment, a voicemail, an email, or a topic or a question or your thoughts or a theory. Uh, in the form and all the links to do all those things and all the ways you can leave feedback are in the description. So thank you so much for listening and have a good day.